This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, a new Air Force Chief of Staff is waiting in the wings. A Justice Department employee group urges the Attorney General to resist efforts to reduce telework. And Congress demands answers about the cancellation of my travel. Those stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. It's Thursday, July 27th, 2023. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Peter Masurlian. Air Force General David Alvin will become the next Air Force Chief of Staff if confirmed by the Senate. He'll replace General C.Q. Brown, who is set to become the next Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Alvin currently serves as Vice Chief of Staff for the Air Force and previously served as Commander of NATO Air Training Command in Afghanistan. Pressure is building on DOD to provide better answers for why it ended the My Travel program. Federal News Network's Jason Miller tells us why. House Oversight and Accountability Committee lawmakers are giving Pentagon officials until Friday to provide details and documents on the My Travel program. Congresswoman Nancy Mace specifically wants DOD to provide the unredacted justification and approval for the sole source contract DOD awarded to SAP Concur in 2021. At a hearing yesterday, Mace and other committee members grew increasingly frustrated at DOD's lack of cooperation to explain why it abruptly canceled the My Travel program. In fact, I think this failure to adopt a new travel system stems from a lack of management accountability within DOD. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. Federal employees have a new tool when navigating online retirement accounts. Three new videos released by the Office of Personnel Management on Wednesday aim to address registration, accessing and linking accounts on login.gov, and resetting online retirement services accounts. OPM Director Kieran Ahuja says the goal is to make this transition for federal employees as easy as possible. The Pentagon Cybersecurity Maturity Model Certification effort takes a step forward. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday reports. The Defense Department sent the CMMC rulemaking package to the White House Office of Information and Regulatory Affairs this week. It signals the end of one lengthy phase of the rulemaking process, but it's hardly the end of the CMMC saga. OIRA now has 90 days to review the contractor cybersecurity rules before DOD can publish a notice in the Federal Register. And even after a public comment period is complete, DOD officials have said they're not planning to include CMMC requirements in contracts until the fall of 2024 at the earliest. Justin Doubleday, Federal News Network. Thousands more federal employees are eligible to get vision and dental benefits from the government's health insurance program. Federal News Network's Drew Friedman has the details. Both seasonal and temporary feds as well as postal workers will now be able to enroll themselves and their family members in the Federal Employees Dental and Vision Insurance Program, or FedVIP. That program is often coupled with the Federal Employees Health Benefits Program, and it includes roughly 20 dental plan options and 10 vision plan options. Between postal employees, seasonal workers, and other groups, the Office of Personnel Management's final rule this week extends FedVIP coverage to nearly 200,000 personnel. Drew Friedman, Federal News Network. Feds at the Justice Department are urging senior leadership not to increase employees' time spent in the office. The DOJ Gender Equality Network, or DOJ-GEN, in a letter to Attorney General Merrick Garland, 
raise concerns about the department's plan to propose a new policy increasing in-person work. The department's tentative plans come in response to the Office of Management and Budget's recent memo to agencies, which told them to start decreasing telework after the pandemic. Plenty of other agencies have already announced plans to bump up required days per week in the office, with many changes taking effect this fall. Public companies will have to comply with new cyber rules adopted by the Securities and Exchange Commission yesterday. The SEC rules require public companies to disclose to investors any material cybersecurity breaches within four days. Delays are permitted in the event of serious national security or public safety risks. The rules also require companies to disclose on an annual basis information regarding their cyber risk management, strategy, and governance. The new rules are among the most sweeping cyber requirements ever imposed by the Wall Street regulator. President Joe Biden taps former Maryland Governor Martin O'Malley as the next administrator of the Social Security Administration. Biden nominated O'Malley yesterday, citing his track record in improving the efficiency of government during his time as governor of Maryland and mayor of Baltimore. If confirmed, O'Malley would face a depleting trust fund, experts say, that will be unable to pay 100 percent of Social Security benefits to recipients in about 10 years if no corrective action is taken. The Justice Department proposed a new rule that will increase the accessibility of online public services for people with disabilities. The rule would establish accessibility and technical standards to web-based services for state and local governments. Such standards would help government meet their obligations to the Americans with Disabilities Act by ensuring they provide equal access to services, programs, and activities for people with disabilities. Examples of required standards include adding text descriptions of images, captions on videos, and enabling navigation via keyboard instead of by a mouse. The Biden-Harris administration announced the rule just before the 33rd anniversary of the ADA. The Defense and Commerce Departments will work together to strengthen the Semiconductor Defense Industrial Base. The two agencies signed a Memorandum of Agreement, or MOA, to increase information sharing and to coordinate on CHIPS Act incentive programs. The MOA will focus on investment priorities of the Defense Department and each military service, along with existing and planned investments to sustain mature and legacy chip capabilities. The MOA will facilitate collaboration on potential investment applications to ensure the Commerce Department and the Pentagon make complementary decisions to maximize federal investments. The Office of Management and Budget will soon establish a new government-wide body to help bring more consistency to grants and other financial assistance programs. OMB's Deputy Controller Deidre Harrison says the Council for Financial Assistance will help identify areas where agencies need to improve in how they deliver grants. The Council also will help re-energize the implementation of the GREAT Act, which became law in December 2020. Harrison says OMB will also be releasing new guidance in the coming months with additional deadlines and requirements under this law, which aims to simplify the federal grant reporting process. Find these stories and more at federalnewsnetwork.com. For the Federal Newscast of Thursday, July 27th, 2023, I'm Peter Masurlian.